I am delighted to be joined by one of our local outstanding teachers. That would be Rebecca cipriani Rare, a science teacher at Wyndham Tech who has been named the Connecticut Technical Education and Career System Teacher of the Year. As uh, that is a high honor for the woman who was recruited to teach physics at Wyndham Tech. Rebecca, thanks for joining me for this morning. Congratulations on your award. How do you get this award? Do you apply for it? Does your principal apply for it? What's the procedure? Good morning. Thank you for having me. So for this award, then it starts out with my colleagues that we start at the school level and everybody, all of the teachers in the building are allowed to nominate somebody if they'd like so this is a huge honor because i was nominated by my colleagues and then it goes to all of the teachers in the building vote on the nominations and so i was named as my school's teacher of the year so thank you to um, my colleagues it feels wonderful that they think that i'm doing good things with my students You've taught physics, honors physics, advanced topics in science, general science, and forensics, and next year you take on chemistry. Rebecca, when did science and topics like that first appear on your agenda? Was there a teacher that inspired you to go in that direction? I always loved science. My dad did a lot of outdoorsy type things with me, Uh, my elementary school science teachers, I very clearly remember the hands-on things, making an insect collection, building constellation jars. It was just always something very interesting. And then when I started teaching, I started at the elementary school level where I taught all of the subjects. And then I found that teaching science was a really good way the kids were interested. It was hands-on. It would use the math. It would use the language arts skills. But it didn't feel like school that sense of discovery, and as the kids enjoyed it, then I enjoyed it more and more as well. Yes, you've taught at Sales School and Sprague and Chaplin Elementary School, but your move to Wyndham Tech was what I would consider to be something a little unusual. You came from the Millstone Power Station in Waterford. What were you doing there, and did that help prepare you to teach science at Wyndham Tech? I never thought that I would teach high school. It was not something that I had even considered. I wanted to be an elementary school teacher. I moved up to middle school, all good. Um, But after I'd been teaching for a while, then I needed a change. And I was considering a career change. Three Rivers Community College in Norwich has a scholarship program where you can get a degree in nuclear engineering technology. I applied and I was accepted with a full scholarship, so I took a year off from school went back to college, and as part of that program, then you have an internship at Millstone, and I was working in the training department. I was helping to work out a training program, including writing textbook and training materials for new hires in nuclear safety. It was working out nicely. I was enjoying myself, and then I get a phone call from at the time, the assistant principal at Wyndham Tech, saying that I'd been on the substitute list while I was in college, and they were having a hard time filling this physics position. And they were wondering, they saw my background, they thought I might be a good fit. Would it be something I would be interested in doing? 
I hadn't ever considered it before, but I really was missing students. I was missing teaching. I figured it can't hurt. Give it a try. So I went and took my test to get my physics certification. I was hired, and now this is my fourth year at Wyndham Tech. And Rebecca, the elephant in the room has to be the pandemic and how the change in procedure because of the pandemic affected your ability to teach your science classes. It was tough. It was tough on everyone. Tough on the teachers, tough on the students, tough on the families. Nobody had ever done anything like this before. So we were really inventing it as we were teaching it. And I was trying to look at it as a science experiment in progress. Let's see what's working. Let's see what I can tweak. Let's see what I can change. And the big thing I found that worked was because I had relationships with my students before the pandemic, then they were able to talk to me and they were able to tell me what was working for them and what wasn't. Otherwise, without that feedback, it would not have gone as close to smoothly as it did. I really did a mix of things, and it was different for each student for what they needed. We obviously couldn't do hands-on labs together, so I would do virtual labs where I would pull the things together on my kitchen table, and I'd aim the camera at them, and students on the other end of their Google Meets, they would tell me, okay, pour this, do this, and I would just be kind of their robot hands. They'd make the observations. They would tell me what to measure. Not the same as them doing the labs, but they still were able to get that critical thinking experience. Were you a big fan of Bill Nye, the science guy? I loved Bill Nye. Uh, he, he's amazing. I've been fortunate enough to meet him a few times at national conferences, and in person he's just like the guy that you see on TV. So do you use some of the inspiration you got from Bill Nye to teach your students science at Wyndham Tech? I do. Science needs to be fun. Kids need, if you just go through the motions, you're not going to get that deep understanding in the connections. We've got to get those kids excited. I try to do labs with them several times a week, if not some little thing at least every day. And it's never just, okay, what did you see happen? It's always, well, let's think. Why did that happen? What does that remind you of? How could we use this in the future? Making those connections, teaching those kids those thinking skills. They get really excited about it. Um, back when I was teaching middle school, one of the best things that I would keep in my head, never say to the kids, but I'd be kind of giggling about, would be the reward for good behavior or for good test scores or whatever would be would get to do a bonus lab. The kids thought that was the best reward ever, and I'd be excited because, oh, they're getting more science for doing a good job in science. Rebecca, where have your physics and science students ended up, and similarly, the students you have this year? What will they be doing in the future, both educationally and career-wise? Okay. So right now I'm teaching at a technical high school, which means the kids are really doing double the learning in that same four years because they're learning their trade and they're learning the academics that they need to earn a high school diploma. Some of my students will go on to college. I know I have students for next year who are going to a variety of community colleges, but also to Eastern and to UConn. And every year I have 
a few handful of kids who come back and say, oh, I'm at Eastern, I'm at UConn, I'm taking a science class, it's a little tricky, can you help me out with it? And, of course, I do. I also have a lot of students, especially in the technical high school, who are going to go directly into careers. And this part of the state, we definitely need our hands-on. We need our HVAC technicians. We need our carpenters. There's really a shortage in some of those areas. So it's a wonderful fit for our kids to go directly into that, but they're still going to need those critical thinking skills they learned in science class. And I also have quite a few students who are joining the military next year. And that's a wonderful fit for them as well and something that, again, our community really needs. All right, Rebecca, full disclosure, you ever have a time when you're in a classroom setting, hopefully in person, but I guess virtual too, where you're doing some kind of a science experience uh, experiment and something goes wrong and something blows up that wasn't supposed to blow up? Absolutely. I want to hear a story about that. All right. So we do one lab at the beginning of the year where if you or your viewers haven't done this, it's a pretty neat, easy one to do. You take a quarter of a bar of ivory soap, put it on a paper plate, and put it in the microwave for 30 seconds. You don't think much is going to happen. The kids assume, oh, it's going to sit there, it's going to melt. It actually bubbles up and makes this huge, giant poof ball. It's amazing. It was doing it once in class at the beginning of the year to get the kids' attention, and I got distracted. I don't even remember why. Um but I let it go longer than the 30 seconds. And all of a sudden, I looked over, and it was on fire in the microwave. This What's the reaction of the kids when this is going on? They're, they're pointing, and they're laughing, and they're yelling, and, but they're engaged. So this is good. So turn it into everything is a learning experience. Kids have to see adults make mistakes. It's not the fact that we made a mistake. It's how we're going to handle it. So... Model good lab safety behavior. Show them how to put the fire out. We talk about it afterwards, about why it's important not to get distracted in the science lab. Talk about why it caught fire. And then I model as an adult, yep, I made a mistake, I fixed it. I move on. We all survived. Absolutely, things like that happen, and we just have to figure out how we're going to handle it. Uh, that's tremendous. I love that story. Now, would a story like that go in one of your good news cards that you send home to parents? Probably that, not that type of story because that would be focused on me, but something focused on one of the students. So, for example, in that case, it wasn't a particular student, but if one of the students had been really proactive and gone and grabbed the emergency fire blanket, for example. That absolutely I would send home. When I have a student who has been very shy and doesn't really want to participate in class, and I respect everybody's personalities here, but then there's always a time when that student finally raises her hand very tentatively and then has just the most amazing answer to a question. That's a time, definitely that I send home either a postcard or an email. Even by high school, kids like to know that they're noticed. 
Rebecca regularly sends home good news cards to recognize student accomplishments, celebrates all student birthdays, even the summer ones, and collaborates with school staff and families to support students in need of extra help. And in your spare time, you lead the school's Student of the Month Committee, your secretary for the Science Professional Learning Community, a member of the Staff Club, the Health and Safety Committee, and the Scheduling Committee, and you regularly apply for grants that benefit the classroom. Boy, there's a lot of stuff right there. You want to just pick one or two of those out and tell me more about what those are about? Sure. Um, I think one of my favorite initiatives at the school is the Student of the Month Committee because, again, it's recognizing student achievement. So all staff are invited each month to nominate students who they feel have done something extra. It's not just academics. It could be effort. It could be social-emotional. It could be being a good classmate, a good friend. And then monthly we meet together and we select one student from each grade to recognize over the announcements. The students get their pictures taken. Um, they earn a certificate, and they've chosen this year that they would like an Amazon gift card. And it's just a good way to show the kids that, yes, we notice, and we're valuing how hard you're working and contributing to our school community. And studying whales also fits under the category of being a science teacher, as this summer you'll be studying marine acoustics with a team of female scientists and female high school students at Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute on Cape Cod. Tell me about what you hope to learn and what kind of whales you're going to see. So this is one of the definite perks about being a science teacher, is there's wonderful summer professional development out there. So this summer I'll be going and I'll be working. It's an interesting program because I will be kind of the teacher liaison working with the scientists directly, but also working with high school students. And we're going to be working with dolphins research. And pretty much what we're going to be doing, we're going to be building hydrophones, which are underwater microphones, and then listening to the sounds that the dolphins are making. We're going to be analyzing those sounds to try to figure out one of the topics they're working on this summer is our dolphins up here off of Massachusetts compared to dolphins down in Florida. Do they have accents? Is there a dialectical difference? Can we map family relationships and social relationships by listening to which dolphin is talking to which other dolphin and how often? So this hands-on being part of actual cutting-edge research, gathering data for the scientists, seeing science in action, it's very interesting for me, but then also something that I can bring back and share with my students next year. Kim King of Mansfield was last year's Connecticut Teacher of the Year. She teaches at Southeast and Vinton schools in the Mansfield school system. And now you're up for the State Teacher of the Year Award. Do you know Kim? Have you had a chance to cross paths with her? I haven't met her personally yet. Hopefully I will in the future. But my nephews actually have her as a teacher, and they tell me that she is phenomenal. So congratulations to her as well, and thank you for doing such a good job in Mansfield. So you're the technical high school teacher of the year. What goes into the process now of becoming the Connecticut teacher of the year? How many other competitors are there in that category with you? So each district in the state is able to nominate one teacher. Some districts don't choose to participate, but most of them do. And the next step is 
uh, filling out more of an application, and then there's a district or excuse me, a statewide committee that looks at those to decide who goes further to become a state semifinalist and then a state finalist. Well, Rebecca, you do our local area proud, and we certainly wish you well in the competition for the Connecticut Teacher of the Year Award, but it's not chopped liver being the technical high school teacher of the year. The Wyndham Tech science teacher joins us this morning. Rebecca, congratulations, and keep up the great work at Wyndham Tech. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Rebecca Cipriani-Ryer, Wyndham Tech science teacher, the Connecticut Technical Education and Career System Teacher of the Year on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.